This Advent, we have focused on these themes of hope, peace, mission, and presence. And as we have rolled into chapter 3, one of the things that, we, that we, comes on the heels of this, as, as Paul has been talking about those themes and what it means for us to find salvation in Jesus Christ by being united to the God who came near in the form of a baby, the God who came near taking on flesh, the God who lived within this world obeying his Father's word as he embodied that word here within this world. What, what he was doing is he was revealing his Father. He was revealing God. God wants us to know him. Within all the theology and, and with all the excitement that, that comes with these themes with, with Advent, what we have to remember is that what God is doing is revealing himself so that he can be known. He is showing us himself. He is revealing himself to us. He's showing us what he wants, and he's showing us the way that he's going to get what he wants. Make no mistake that when we think about the, the, the Christ coming in the form of a baby, that in and of itself is revealing something about what God wants and the way that God wants it. As we noted last week, Paul as he has just unfolded this amazing, amazing reality that God from the beginning of time had all of the nations in his heart. That God was not only doing something for his covenant people, Israel, but he was doing something for the nations. His desire is for the nations. We see the fulfillment of this desire in Revelation as there are some from every tribe, tongue, and nation that are gathered before the throne worshiping God together. God's heart is for the nations. God's heart, Paul says, was also for him. And within this mystery of what God has been doing throughout history, what Paul was struck by, as we said last week, is, is he is struck by the work of God for him, the work of God in him. Paul went from being one who hated the church and who was persecuting the church to one who was in jail for the church, suffering for Christ. He went from being one who hated the Gentile dirty dogs to being someone who loved them to the point of suffering for them. The life of Christ was embodied in the life of Paul. This salvation that Paul had received and this salvation, beloved, that you and I receive in Christ is not just the embracing of certain theological truths. It is having the life of Christ invade our hearts and our minds and our souls and our strength to take up residence within us 
as he begins to reform us and remake us and to live his life in and through us. That this is what you see in the ministry of Paul. What you are seeing is Christ on display. Not just Christ in Paul's words, but Christ in Paul's suffering for others as a means of being a blessing, of revealing God and revealing God's heart. That's what is going on here, and Paul is struck by that. But there is an, there is an objective side to what Paul is unfolding that is absolutely essential for us if we're going to understand the God who is revealing himself and if we're going to understand the way God is choosing to reveal himself. And as we start a new year, as this is the first Lord's Day of 2022, and as we are starting this year, not as we anticipated we would be starting. As you look around by the attendance with regards to illness, with regards to this ongoing wave after wave of COVID, we are seeing that. We are feeling that within our own attendance here on the Lord's Day as there are many who can't be here or there are, there are many who are choosing to, to uh, watch from home as a way of trying to be safe. This is not how we were anticipating 2022 begin. It can be very challenging. It can be discouraging. It can be frustrating. Because we tend to think with the turning of a new year, there is the opportunity for a new start. But the hope that we have, beloved, resides not in a new start for ourselves or, or a fresh start because of the changing of a calendar, our hope rests in the fact that our God is present and working and has been doing so through time from the moment he created. Time is important in understanding who God is and what he is doing. Paul here talks about this mystery. And the mystery that he is talking about is the mystery of Christ coming into this world in order to unite himself to some from every tribe, tongue, and nation. The mystery that he's talking about is the mystery he just unfolded in, the, in chapter 2. That God in Christ is taking sinners, saving them out of darkness saving them out of sin, uniting them to his son so that sinners go from being dead in their sins and trespasses to being made alive, raised up, and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And that this reality is not just for you as an individual believer, it is for us as the people of God that we are being built into the temple presence of God here on earth. This is remarkable. This is exciting. 
God is into the nations. He's into difference. He's into distinction. He doesn't just have one people in mind. He has the, the world in mind. And he is saving us together through the same means and through the same Christ. What Paul tells us here is this is a mystery insofar is that it's not that it was unknown completely. It's not that God was tucking that in his back pocket and, 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 and purposely keeping everyone from knowing that. What he says is that this is a mystery that was unfolded through time where the hints of what God wanted were provided from the very beginning, but that as time unfolded, so also did the revelation of God. God did not reveal everything right up front in its finished form. He didn't do that with creation. He didn't do that with revelation. God has been giving himself to us through time, over time, as he has progressively unfolded his heart and his will for us and for his world. It doesn't just come crashing in all at once and, and, and provide this, this overwhelming revelation. He instead gives himself and gives himself, and he constantly is continuing to reveal himself. And this plan that he has been revealing through time, we are told, was a plan that he came up with before time began. He tells us here in the text that what God has been unfolding through history, this mystery that God has been unfolding, was a mystery that God himself determined to uh, accomplish before he ever created the world. And it was this desire that he had to have a people dwell with him and perfectly reflect his righteousness and his glory. This purpose, this desire that he had began before the foundations of the world. And what God has been doing through the foundations of the world has been accomplishing what he set his heart on before he ever created. Let that sink in as we enter into 2022. What is it that is forming and shaping 2022? Is it COVID? Is it the, the frustrations of dealing with the effects? Is it Sickness? Is it injury? Is it illness? Is it the struggle you have with your job? Is it the challenge that is before you, whether it is your family, whether it is your vocation, whether it is your ministry? What is it that is, that is overseeing 2022? And, and where does 2020, 2022 fit within this bigger picture of existence? 2022 fits into the bigger existence of God's desires to have a people that consists of every tribe, tongue, and nation. 
And just as God did not create everything in its final form in the snap of a finger, even though God is, has not redeemed everything in its final form in the snap of his finger, God has been working incrementally, progressively through time. And that includes 2022. God is not going, uh, unless Jesus returns, God's way of doing things is to progressively reveal his purposes through time. It's so helpful in understanding how to read the Bible. I bring that up because, all right, no show of hands. How many people are going to start a read the Bible through a year? January 1st, right? Let me know if you make it past the fourth chapter of Leviticus. Because if you struggle with it, come talk to me because I'd love to help you understand it so that you'll be so as excited about it as I am. Leviticus is my favorite book of the Bible. There's more direct speech from God in Leviticus than anywhere else in the Bible. It is fascinating. But you have to know how to read it to be able to in, enter into what God is saying and doing there. And one of the things that's really important is this foundational principle that God doesn't reveal everything in its final form right up front. God is revealing himself progressively. He is revealing himself in a way that unfolds so that a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And if you're struggling to have clarity on Leviticus, you read the New Testament. Because as Paul says here, there is a fuller revelation of God's heart as it has reached this ultimate expression in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. This mystery of God's heart that he didn't reveal all up front, he gave hints at. And those hints, as they build up and they build up and they build up, and as you read them together, those hints come to their final expression, as the writer of Hebrews tells us in chapter 1, in the final expression of Jesus Christ himself. God had spoken in various times and in various ways throughout the history of redemption. But all of those communications find their ultimate fulfillment in Jesus Christ. What this means is that when we read the Bible, not only is God unfolding his purpose progressively, but there is a unity that holds all of it together. So that when you read Genesis, you're reading about Christ. Not the Christ that you and I know from reading Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. But it is that, that, it is that, that, that um, form of Jesus. It is those hints of Jesus. That when you read from the New Testament backwards, you start to see that Jesus put on display more and more and more. And so the scripture and God's revelation as he's revealing himself, he reveals progressively, but he also has a unity that is holding all of it.
together. And all of it, whether you are looking at the unity or you are looking at the progression, all of it, the Apostle Paul tells us here, is about Christ. As you read through the Bible this year, especially as you read through the Old Testament, look for the Christ that is there. Because he is there. Because Paul is giving us what we call a hermeneutical key to, to, by which we read the Old Testament. We read the Old Testament looking for those hints of Christ that, that begin and they build and they build and they build and they build. Women, if you would like to, to learn how to do this, I'm being told that the Bible study that begins, that's hopefully very soon, uh, that this is what y'all are going to be looking at. The way that God unfolds and reveals himself through time as redemptive history is moving along and yet it is held all together. History is about Christ. Because Christ is about the revelation of God. The revelation of what God wants, the revelation of how God is going to get what he wants. It is about Christ, and it is through Christ. What will 2022 be about? It'll be about Christ. And what will God bring into your life in 2022? He will bring into your life the things that you need in order for you to reveal Christ. That, for some of you, means that there is going to be uh, some hardship. There is going to be blessing. There is going to be excitement. There is going to be sadness. There is going to be everything that you can imagine that is going to happen this year and every bit of it has the purpose of God further revealing his son to you so that you can embody that son to this world. Everything that's going to happen in 2022 is part of the unfolding of God's eternal purposes that he set in motion before he ever created. And all of it He is making himself known. He is making himself known chiefly in Christ. He is making himself known to this world through his church. God is on a mission to reveal himself. And you and I have this amazing privilege of participating in that revelation. So the scripture is all about Christ. It reveals Christ progressively. It reveals Christ in a unity. What does this tell us in closing? What does this tell us about God himself? There are so many things that I, that I could bring up here. But there's one very important thing that I think that we often forget when we look at these realities. And that is God is immeasurably 
application. If you had this grand story that you were unfolding that was going to be a revelation of who you are, would you choose to do it in snippets and bite-sized chunks through time where it wasn't always as clear? Or would you put yourself out there and put yourself on display and say, here I am. God is so immeasurably patient in the way that he goes after accomplishing the eternal purposes and plans of the Lord. He is patient as he watches mankind continue to sin and live in rebellion to him. He is patient as he watches his church continue to sin and live in rebellion to him. He is a patient heavenly father who knows where he's taking everything, but he doesn't overwhelm us to get us there. He is moving us. He is, he is taking us through time and through the development that we need as his people. So God is patient. He is patient with you. He is patient with this church. He is patient with this world. And what that patience means for us is for us. It is something, it is a patience for us to rest in when we find ourselves being frustrated by how things seem to take so long. It is the patience of God that allows us to rest even as we as a church find ourselves taking a couple steps backwards once again because of COVID. Guess who is not impatient about where things are? Guess who is not taken off guard by where things are? His patience gives us the rest to trust him as we have to live and, and serve and minister in relationship to what is happening around us. God is patient. He is patient with us, with this church and with the world. He is patient with you in your sanctification. No, no raising of hands, but how many people in here have ever possibly experienced a little bit of frustration because you don't feel like you are as mature in Christ as you think you should be. If you haven't experienced that, come talk to me, and I'll help reveal the things that, that, that you are blind to. But that's part of the nature of being followers of Christ who are counted righteous and yet who still sin is we will experience frustration within ourselves about where we are in our own discipleship. Guess who is not frustrated with you? Guess who is patient with you? Guess who has you where you are and is smiling over you because your standing with him is not contingent on how mature you are. It is dependent upon the maturity of Christ imputed to you. 
The patience of God, beloved, it allows you to be patient with yourself as you strive to follow him in 2022. The patience of God doesn't mean you kick your feet up and you lean back in your spiritual lazy boy and say, oh, well, you know, there's nothing for me to do here. No, it means as you are working, as you are following, as you are taking up the cross, it means you do so with patience with yourself. And when you feel yourself beginning to get frustrated, you know that that is a signal for you that you are not resting in the patience of God. And so don't condemn yourself then for not being patient. Instead, take your impatience to God and let his patience wash over you that you may experience the rest that Christ has for you, even as you are longing to grow and to mature and to serve. God is immeasurably patient. He is immeasurably patient with this world. It's hard for us to grasp. Now we know that there is a time coming where God is going to bring the rebellion to an end. We know that that's coming. But Peter tells us that don't be confused in thinking because time keeps marching on, that that means that, that God doesn't care or that God's not in control. He says that it is a revelation of the patience of God that he doesn't want to lose any. God is well aware. He is better aware than we are of where this world is, what is motivating and driving this world and, and, and the things that, are, that the world is doing. He is more aware of its evil, of its wickedness, of the motivations that are at the heart of everything that is happening. And God is patient. Not to the point of not caring, not to the point of being incapable of doing anything about it. He could end it with that snap of his finger. But he is patiently overseeing this world slowly, patiently, in order for him to finish and complete the purposes of his heart. Beloved, that's one of the things I want to encourage you with in 2022. To be patient. Patience doesn't mean acceptance. Patience doesn't mean agreement. Patience doesn't mean indifference. Patience means patience. Or that, my favorite biblical word for patience. Long suffering. It is so easy to get riled up with the way things are going. It is so easy to, to, to live lives that don't seem to be expressions of hope because we get so worked up. We get angry. We get scared. We get frustrated with this world and the, the way it's going and how it's getting there and, and the fact that we've lost our voice 
that we don't have the, the same voice that we used to have. We don't have the same ability to form and shape the narratives as we once had. Instead, we find ourselves living more and more and more as a minority within this culture. And guess who knows that? Our Heavenly Father. And guess how He is responding to it? With patience. But a patience that will come to an end. Beloved, you don't have to live in the impatience of frustration and agitation in, in your hearts in 2022 if things continue to go the direction they are headed. Instead, what you do is you live within the presence of God who has come near and you make known to the world the hope of Jesus Christ. A hope that you are able to embody in a patience and a long-suffering with sinners and those who are arrayed against the purposes and plans of God. Because not only does God establish his own counsels, he lays the counsels of the nations to bear. Yes, there are plans and there are purposes in this world that are arrayed against God, but guess what? They cannot succeed, and they will not succeed regardless of how things might look. Because what the advent of Christ shows us, what the life of the suffering Christ shows us, what the death of the Christ on the cross shows us, is that the Lord loves to accomplish his plans and purposes through what looks like weakness, through what looks like defeat. Because the suffering of Christ, the death of Christ, it led to the resurrection of the dead. And it led to the exaltation of Christ to the right hand of the Father. And beloved, God is still revealing this to this world that what looks like weakness, what may look like defeat, is but part of the story that is leading to resurrection and exaltation. So, beloved, what Paul has already told us is that for those who are in Christ, you've already been made alive, and you've already been raised up, you have already been seated with Christ in the heavenly places. You are those in this world who have already experienced the resurrection, and you in Christ are already exalted at the Father's right hand. And so let your lives be a testimony of resurrection and exaltation in 2022. And may you rest in the patience of God as you become a manifestation of that patience, as you interact with yourself, as you interact with one another in this church, as you interact with those in your family and in your workplace, may our lives manifest the patience 
of the resurrected and exalted Christ in whose life you are hidden as those who have been made his treasured possession. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, time is such a difficult concept for us. We often find ourselves frustrated by how slowly it seems to move, and then at other times we are frustrated by how quickly it has seemed to pass. So help us to rest in your presence and in your purposes for time. As you are the one who oversees time, and as you are the one who works through time, and as you are the one who, who governs time in order for everything that you want to happen to have its opportunity to come to pass. Help us to, to enter into that rhythm that you have put on display from the very beginning. That though you could have accomplished everything with the snap of your fingers, you instead chose to work progressively and you chose to work in, in, a, in a way in which you unfolded in little snippets here and there everything that you would ultimately reveal in your son in his first coming and especially in his second. And so, Lord, as we live as those between the two advents of Jesus Christ, fill us with that vision of Christ, not just the Christ of history, but the Christ who has invaded our own hearts so that we might cultivate within ourselves the patience of a triune God who is accomplishing all things in the manner and in the timing that you have laid out for yourself but that you have not shared with us. Lord, may we find satisfaction in living as dependent servants rather than trying to establish what should be or shouldn't be within this season. Lord, as we interact with 2022, may we do so as those who fully embody that hope of Jesus Christ to a world that desperately needs it. And bless us, Lord, as we, to the apparent weakness, to the apparent uh, what looks like uh, uh, small numbers right now because of illness and sickness and all the challenges that are before us, Lord. Help us not to define ourselves by those things, but instead to entrust ourselves to the eternal God who has eternal purposes, who has taken up residence within us as you have made us your temple in Jesus' name. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.